Hey guys, it's your host Kyler Miles. Just wanted to jump in and say thank you so much for coming and listening to the episode. Um, it's about 35 minutes long, super short, super sweet, because I know a lot of times it can drag on. And so I'm trying to make this a, a shorter experience for you and really action-packed with value. And I gotta say, this episode with John is incredible. You will learn so much about how to make shit happen and how to make your life a reality with this guest. Pay attention, share, like, and comment what your thoughts are at the end of the episode. It would mean so much to me, so much to John, and so much to the other people who may not know of this podcast and may benefit from it. So again, thank you so much for listening. Let's get started with the show. Welcome to another episode of the Making It Podcast. I'm your host, Kyler Miles, and today I have the good-looking, the amazing, successful John Stankowitz. Hopefully I'm pronouncing that correctly, John. How are you doing, man? How's quarantine? I'm great, man, and we're thriving through the quarantine, trying to make the most out of this negative situation, but pumped to be here, Kyler. Awesome, man. Well, John, for you know a little bit of context, he is a network marketing guru. He is an entrepreneur. He is an author. He is uh, the top worldwide earner under 25. I mean, man, you've hit success already. You're uh, like 26, 27 years old. How did you do it? Like, Take us through a little bit about who you are and, and how you got to this point. Yeah, of course. So I feel like there's so much power in the story and what, why I love your podcast, because it really brings it back to the root of where it all began, because people can see where you're at today and have no idea of really where it began. And they might be like, oh, that's awesome for you. But how does that apply to me? So I there, there's two major events that happened in my life that really built the foundation for what I built today. And the first one was 14 years old. I was a freshman in high school. I got called down to the principal's office and I was always a little bit of a troublemaker I would be the kid swinging across the rope during gym class, just trying to get a laugh out of people. But this time, as I got called into the office, they sat me down, the principal, vice principal, superintendent, and a kid had made a bomb threat earlier in the day. And they sat him down after they found out it was him, asked him everything he had done wrong while he was in the school. And it came up that I had sold him a $5 bag of weed in history class. And they're like, John, you know, it's in the past. You admit it. We can work it forward and, and make everything right. We just need you to admit it and scared out of my mind as a 14 year old. I kind of just trusted them, admitted that I did it. And it was a one time thing. It wasn't like I was a drug dealer or anything like that. But that resulted in me getting expelled for half of the school year. I had to do 200 hours of community service before I could return. And I had to do all my tutoring hours outside of the school because they wouldn't allow me there. My God. <laughs> Crazy. Yes, I know. I know. And then 14 year old. Right, right. And you see where we're at today with how medical marijuana is, and it would probably be a slap on the wrist. But at the time, it was a big deal. So I'm kicked out of school. And I remember two weeks of just moping around my house, having no idea what I'm ever going to do to become successful, how I'm ever going to get into college. And I was so lost. And I remember my parents sat me down. They're like, look, John, you're 14 years old. You have your entire life ahead of you. I know it feels like you blew it and it's all over, but you have so much time to redeem yourself. You can either use this as a moment to make you or break you. And I decided in that moment that I would do whatever it took to become successful. And I put that out there to the universe. I had no idea how I was going to make it happen, but I knew it in my heart. So moving forward to get on track, the only way I really knew how to become successful at the time was the traditional route that society paints for us of go to school, get good grades, get into a good college, get a good degree, 
will go work for a reputable company for 40 years and then retire and hopefully enjoy the rest of your life. So I thought it'd be cool to become a physical therapist because I saw the opportunity to earn six figures and I enjoyed sports. So I pursued that route, got my grades together all throughout high school, like doing what I had to do, uh, working in a kitchen 30 hours a week with the thought of just becoming a physical therapist to get me through it all. And I end up getting into the college of my dreams, the University of Rhode Island, tell all my family, all my friends, all my teachers, like I'm so proud that I rebounded. And about a month before I was set to go, after I'd went to orientation, signed up for classes, everything was set. I had to sit down with my mom and have another conversation where she was like, John, it's $50,000 for out-of-state tuition. We don't have that money. We can't get loans for your first year. The best we can do is have you commute to the local community college for the first year from home. And in hindsight, I feel like such a spoiled brat <laughs> because of how I reacted. But again, like ran to my room, slammed to my door, didn't want to talk to anyone for two weeks, wondering why the world hated me so much playing the victim. And ultimately, again, after a few weeks, I had to make the decision, let this make me or let it break me. And I decided that I would never let finances dictate the decisions I would make the rest of my life. And again, wow. no idea. Yeah, no idea how wow. I was going to do it, but put it out there to the universe. Mm -hmm. And lo and behold, I get through that first year. I finagle my way into getting transferred to the <laughs> University of Connecticut uh, main campus. And that summer, right before I went, I was introduced to the industry of network marketing. And that's a whole crazy story in and of itself. But that served as the foundation for my success and through building my network marketing business throughout college on the side, along with a ton of other side hustles. We, we had businesses where we were flipping textbooks during finals week, and I would literally stand outside of lecture halls offering to buy people's books as they were coming out. Like I'd be running around the hallway trying to make sure no one got by me without me asking <laughs> to buy their book. And as a venture, there was a team of five of us. We'd make about $15,000 profit every finals week just from getting extremely uncomfortable and dealing with that rejection. We had a business where we were busing students to off-campus events and parties. We were trading stocks, flipping sports jerseys online. You name it, we probably wow. tried it. And uh, yeah, but just what ultimately held true was building that network marketing business on the side throughout college. By the time I graduated, my path had changed because I had this inner entrepreneur unlocked within me. And I got my degree in applied mathematics and economics. But I saw all my friends dreading going to this corporate world, which was the last thing I wanted to do. And since I had this residual income from my network marketing business, I decided I wanted to travel the world. And five days after graduation, I moved to Italy. I lived over in Florence for about seven months traveling the world. I got into club promotion over there and I used this travel company selling trips to study abroad students all over Italy and Europe as a tool to get over there because it provided us like a free apartment, free gym membership, free and paid for travel and uh, just had the Damn. time of my life. Yeah, it was amazing. And then every Monday getting that paycheck from my network marketing business. So after about seven months of that crazy lifestyle, I felt like a freaking rock star over there, man. I decided to come back and really refocus on my business and start taking it and treating it more as a business rather than a side hustle. And that's where we really took things to the next level. I, I really submerged myself in personal development, which was something I got involved with as soon as I got into the industry at age 18. But now I really just reworked some belief systems, took some massive action, and then I went on to become a top 10 income earner in my company for ages 25 and under for the past three years in a row. I've used this residual income in this platform that I've created to invest in other businesses and other streams of income that I'm passionate about and that are making a positive impact. I just released my first book, Beyond the Classroom, The Unconventional Education of an Entrepreneur. And now it's just like taken to the next level and helping other people, millennials especially, do what I've been able to do because 
it's just been such an, I'm so grateful and feel so blessed that I've been able to live a life like this so far. And I, mm-hmm. I just feel compelled to pay it forward. Yeah, man, John, that's, it's honestly incredible to hear your story because like at the age of 18, you tried so many different businesses more than I'd say most people I've interviewed have even tried in their entire life. And they're, you know, have double the age uh, experience that we have. What made you want to try so many different things? Because a lot of the times you hear this now, side hustle, side hustle, it's becoming more of a trend. And people are, are way, in my opinion, or overthinking it. Like, oh, I need to make sure that everything's, every duck is in a row before I even start it, right? What mm-hmm. made you start all these different ventures, right? You said you did everything from trading stocks to driving people to parties. And back then, someone might say, oh, he doesn't know what he wants. He's like kind of all over the place. But can you describe like your thought process back then and, and why you were trying all these different things and, and how? How did you do it? Yeah, absolutely. And that comment you just made, he doesn't know what he wants. That's exactly it. I don't know. At age 18, 19, most people don't know what they want. And the only way to find out what your passions are to go out there and experience and embrace failure and getting out of your comfort zone. So all those experiences really helped me hone in on what my strengths are, what I'm truly passionate about, what lights me up. But at the time, what it was, was basically when I was introduced to network marketing, it was first from my mom. And she, and and that's the company that I'm currently partnered with, but she introduced it to me and I just completely disregarded it because it was coming from my mom. I didn't know how it could apply to me. (laughs) I was, I was going down this physical therapy route and I'm just like, you go do your thing, mom. I'm like, I'm going to go become a physical therapist. And what happened was when I went away to school that fall, my best friend approached me with a different network marketing opportunity. And since it was my best friend, I was so much more open-minded to it. And I just, he showed me all these people our age traveling the world, being their own boss, creating residual income, which I never even knew existed. And this whole lifestyle of entrepreneurship that school never taught me. And that was when a light bulb went off and I was just, my mind just changed and it just hasn't went back since. And with that first business, I partnered with him. It was an energy drink company. We were just creating massive momentum. There was people coming to my dorm all the time. We were just sharing the vision. I was borrowing this girl's car in my hall because we started growing to other college campuses and we were doing events there. I was running out of class to get on calls to share the vision with people because I saw more value in that than sitting through a microbiology lecture. And ultimately what happened with that first company was I fell out of alignment with the integrity. People were just kind of lying about their income, flashing cars and jewelry to get people to join. And I just really wasn't about Mm -hmm. that. But in the meantime, I I now knew what network marketing was. So I understood what my mom was doing and I saw the impact she was making with our current company. And I decided to switch over and work with her, which was anything but a smooth transition. I thought everyone would follow me over that. It would just be like this smooth, like we're just going over here now. And no one followed me, not one person. Everyone was like, look, you built your first house of cards. Why do you think you can do it again? You try to take our money once. What makes you think that we're going to let you scam us again? And all, you know, everything you hear. So what happened was I never lost my full belief in network marketing, but I was not taking the same level of action that I was with that first business. So I decided, I'm like, you know what, let's try a few different things and kind of see what works. And there was another kid on my hall who was really entrepreneurial in my dorm room and then my roommate. So we just started all these different ventures, including that textbook business I told you about. And that was really just like a week long hustle. Like you can only do it twice a year during finals weeks. So we would just go all in putting flyers under every door on campus in every dorm building. UConn's is a school of about 20,000 students. So 
getting out there. And like I said, my job was to stand outside these lecture halls. And this was such an important moment for me in, in venture to, to like build me into the entrepreneur I am now, because my job was standing outside these lecture halls, 250 people would be coming out of them as they finished their exam within a one hour period. My job was to make sure no one got by me without me offering to buy their book. And with that, I think the numbers typically broke down to be 225 of those people would tell me no in some way, shape or form. 25, that would be a great lecture if they sold me their book. 25 people said yes. And with that, it would be like $1,000, $1,500 in profit in that one hour just from getting extremely uncomfortable and embracing that rejection. So that was like a, such an important lesson for me because your whole life you're kind of taught rejection's bad. School teaches you, you get an F, you're a failure and, and you're not going to amount mm -hmm. to anything. And uh, it, this kind of just reframed my whole belief system of well, embrace rejection. Rejection is where you learn and you need to face rejection in order to succeed. So all these little ventures and our bus, our bus business lasted all of one event. We did a barstool blackout party. Our bus got there and a kid literally fell down the stairs of the bus, puked on the sidewalk, and we had to call an ambulance and all the bus companies refused to work with us after. This is after investing thousands of dollars, putting all the groundwork in, getting all the paperwork in line. So all these failures and different mm -hmm. things you try, you figure out, like you're just honing down. Like you, you shouldn't know at age 18 what you ultimately want to do in life. If you do, mm -hmm. that's amazing. But in order to find it out, you have to experience, see what you're good at, see what you're bad at, see what works, see what doesn't work. And it all just starts to come together until you finally like have it. And right now, what that is for me is the network marketing field and mindset and personal development. Those are like where I've honed in on and those are my mm -hmm. strengths. And that's what I love. Wow. Hearing you speak and, and hearing you talk about your business ventures is very obvious. You're a very driven individual. What drives you? you're speaking so highly and you're very knowledgeable on this. How can someone have the kind of drive that you have and how can you, you know, help someone discover kind of what drives them? Yeah. I love that question because I love, this is what I work with when people join my business this is one of the first things we go over because in entrepreneurship, as I'm sure, you know, it's a bumpy road. There's highs, there's very high highs and very low lows. And you need to figure out a way to stick it out on that path. So for me, what it started with was, like I said, when I got kicked out of school, that feeling of pain and me, me just wanting to become successful, that was like, I'm going to become successful. I'm going to figure it out. And that was something I always revisited. When I couldn't afford college, it was, I'm never letting finances dictate the decisions I'm going to make the rest of my life. And I always revisited the pain of how, what I felt when I had to face the reality, I had to commute to this community college instead of going to the school in my dreams. Now, what that is, those things are your why. It's why are you doing this? And some people will be like, oh, I want to be rich. Okay, cool. But what does being rich mean? Like, what do you want that money for? And what's going to make you stick out this journey that was full of highs and lows? So a lot of times when I'm talking to people, their family and their kids are such an important driving force. Like you need to figure out that why that when you don't want to get out of bed in the morning, that you don't want to make that next call, that you don't want to take that next action step. You don't have the choice other than to take it because your why is that strong and that big and you can't let it down. So my, my real advice is find that why, what is it that drives you? What is going to make you get out of bed every morning and take action even when you don't want to? And more importantly, make that why bigger than yourself. So I think at first it's okay to have selfish reasons to pursue your goals. Like mine were completely selfish. I wanted to become successful and I wanted to be financially good, like not have mm -hmm. to worry about finances over time, you start to achieve and success is a journey. It's not really a place, but you start to achieve 
these goals you had in the beginning that were driving you. And now it's like, all right, my goal right now and my mission is to empower and help 1 million millennials achieve time and financial freedom. So that's way bigger than me. So at the moments when I'm like, you know what, screw this. And I don't want to get on a call or I don't want to show up. I have to, because my purpose is way bigger than I am now. And if I don't show up, I'm letting all those people down. So get clear on what that why is and make it bigger than yourself. That's my number one tip. And mm. that's what's gotten me to where I am so far. That brings up a thought in my head. Um, there's a quote that my boss always says. He says, accountability is like the vaccine to laziness. Just like when you have a job, you go into work every day at 8, 9 a.m. because you're accountable. You're getting paid. So now when people are in quarantine, they may not have a job and may not have that discipline. So it sounds like you were exercising kind of that. And I think that's such a useful uh, kind of tip is having that why so large and vast that you are feeling accountable to it. And I, I don't know, it just came to my mind when you're saying that, that that's such an important mindset to instill in people. You got to have that if you want to reach that goal, if you want to get up and make that call or, or make that website or start that thing, that, that side hustle, that business. Yeah. Yeah, you said it perfectly. And the accountability is huge. I mean, uh, they're, they're even in entrepreneurship. I mean, you, you got to be a self-starter to a certain extent, but you're going to have moments where you struggle and having accountability partners is a huge way to stay in as well. And with our business, which is nutrition based, when people start a 30 day system or start their health journey, the first thing we do is who are two, we say to them is who are two people, your best friends, your family who would definitely do this with you because then when they get on with two people, they get all of their products for free, but then they have two people that, you know, when they don't want to work out, they've committed to these two and it's bigger mm -hmm. than them. So whatever way you can figure out to make it bigger than you, like I said before, in my company, especially there's a huge family culture when it comes to building and building in a relationship. And so many of these people's wives who are making it at such a big level, they pull up a picture of their kids and their family. And this is the mm. reason why I must show up every day. So mm. yeah, I love it. You, you hit it spot on. Mm -hmm. So that's what this podcast is all about. This podcast is about understanding what success really is. What is your making it moment? Which by the way, once you reach it, like you said, it's not a destination. It's the journey. What's, what do you want in life and how do you get there? How do you make it happen? So again, having that why, building accountability, these are all disciplines and, and systems that you place in your life in order to, because your actions every single day maps to that, right? And you said it yourself in your story. You, you know, you, you only had a week or two in that, textbook business to really make any sort of money because it's not going to really work for the rest of the year. So you have to hustle hard, be in front of every lecture hall. I don't know how big your school is, but I can imagine how, <laughs> how big, big it was. And, and to talk to 250 people of your peers, that's tough. I don't know if I could do that. You know, my peers that are, I talk to every day that I see in social media and you're trying to buy their textbook and, and being in their face, but not caring and just like, this is what I want. And I'm not going to be afraid to, to get it. Yeah. And, and to go even for, like that, that, like I said, in so many different levels, that was one of the most important businesses for me, because like you said, it's a school of 20,000 people. So a lot of people you don't know, but I did run into people I knew all the time and, and that hustle, what it looked like was I'd wake up at 2 a.m. because I'm a student too. I have my exams to take. So from 2 a.m. to 8 a.m., I'd study. And then the exams would start at 8.30. 
So we had all the research done of where the lecture halls were, where the most profitable books were, everything was laid out. So I would just show up to the spot that we could generate the most profit from. And mm -hmm. I'd stand outside. It'd basically be like me walking up to them. Hey, hope you crushed it with your exam. I'm actually doing textbook buyback. I can offer you $50 cash for that economics book. And like I said, some people would be like, oh, I want to check somewhere else. I'm giving it to my friend. I want to hold on to it. They'd ignore me completely. Um, but <laughs> what happened was, and I write about this in my book, at some moments, I'd run into people that knew me. And, and the conversation would be like, Stank, dude. That's what my nickname was. My last name, Stank, was they call me Stank. It'd be like, Stank, dude. Like, shouldn't you be focused on your exams? Like, why are you out here trying to make a buck? Like, times must be tough, man, huh? If you're, if you're really focused on this instead of your schooling. And in my head and how my brain worked at that point was, you guys are so worried about getting these perfect grades so you can go get a, a job somewhere that's safe and secure. It's like, that is the last thing I want in my life. Like what I'm doing right now is setting me up with the skills and the foundation I need to go and pursue this entrepreneurial life that I desire. Mm -hmm. And people, and, and you know, you deal with that. You deal with the, the lashback and the people talking and talking shit about you and stuff, but it's just part of the journey. And if you're like, again, if your why is big enough and the purpose you're doing, it's big enough, you're going to stick out, stick it out. And, and uh, one of the coolest moments of that, I remember I had an economics exam and none of the people on our team could stand outside the lecture hall at that time. And it was one of the most profitable exams for us. So I had to take the exam and then get outside of the lecture hall and start <laughs> buying the books. So I, I studied like I never have before for an exam. I'm finishing up and I start seeing a couple students walking out holding their books and I'm just seeing dollar signs fly away right in front of me. So I just like bubble in some answers. The last few that I was struggling with, give my exam and I just get outside and start buying books right away. And what happened and what was a trend in this business was the first five people I went up to sold me their book. So I had a stack forming. And once you have some books and people see that someone sold them to you, they're way more inclined to sell you that book. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I bought like 20, 30 books in that lecture hall. And I remember the professor walks out because I'm running around like a crazy person. And he's like wondering <laughs> what the commotion's all about. And he kind of noticed what's going on. And he like gave me a head nod. He's like, you got it figured out, my friend. And it's just like, just keep your voice down. And that was such a great moment because it was just yeah. like, what's the real economics exam? You know what I mean? Yeah. Writing down on the piece of paper or, you know, making it happen in real life. So, yeah. That's awesome, man. No. So let's, let's take a step back. And we talked a lot about your story and how you got here. I, I want to go through your mind a little bit. And what if you were going to start from zero today? You're in quarantine. As you said, you know, you're starting from scratch. And how would you start? Where would you start? Where would you go? Because that's what a lot of people are listening are. So if you're starting from scratch from zero, what, what would you do? And, and how would you do it? Yeah, absolutely. That's a great question. I feel like entrepreneurship and business, the people who are making the most money are the people who are solving the biggest problems. So you look at someone like Jeff Bezos, who's just revolutionized the world and yeah. basically made shopping so easy for anyone. You get anything to deliver to your door. So there's going to be two parts to this. So the first thing is everyone, I don't care who you are, you've solved the problem at some point in your life that you can help someone else solve. Mm -hmm. So think about those problems for me personal development's huge. And I'm like kind of creating a business around mindset now on top of my network marketing, because the mindset transformation I had to go through was so important to build the foundation I needed to get to the level I'm at. And it was a long journey. It's been eight years since I got involved in personal development. So if I can condense that into a week or a month to teach someone else those, those principles, then that's going to save them an enormous amount of time, uh, frustration, money, everything. Mm -hmm. So think about a problem you've solved 
in a way that you can help other people solve that problem would be the first step. The second one, and what we're realizing right now is so important, is online business is taking over. Like we might very well be witnessing the death of brick and mortar right now because of what's happening. And it's crazy and eye-opening to people how their jobs just overnight have disappeared because mm -hmm. of something like this going around. And it, it's a crazy feeling, but the industry I'm in, which is online business and nutrition is exploding right now. We haven't experienced this kind of momentum in the eight years I've been in the industry because people are understanding the importance of their health and understanding the importance of creating an income online. So my two things would really be figure out a problem that you've personally figured out yourself that you can help other people solve and figure mm. out a way to make that business online. Because I feel like people want to start a business and they start immediately thinking, I need a storefront and I need a factory and I need all this production. And that's outdated business, guys. We're moving into an era that it's online business is going to completely dominate. And with social media, um, there's so, I mean, like the, the ads you can run on social media, click funnels, Instagram, Facebook, there's so much you can do online and from your home and you can create an income that during a time like this, you're not sweating it because you can still give your business the same amount of attention you could before. So those are two things I consider. And at the end of the day, you have to dig deep if you're going to start a business to figure out what you're going to be passionate about and what is going to, you know, a, a, a service or product that you're going to get out there every single day and you're going to make it happen by any means. But those are two huge things I look for. And then in terms of business, I always look at a certain point, can this opportunity grow with or without me if I step away? Because I'm a residual income addict. And once you learn about that, you don't want any other type of income in your life. And then an important principle for me is, is it going to make a positive impact? Because I don't, I mean, I could see how you can get rich off selling Coca-Cola and how much money has been made by that. But you look around, it's like, in my opinion, soda is one of the main uh, causes for obesity. And it's mm -hmm. like, are you going to feel good if you make billions of dollars, but that's the price you pay. So for me, it's about making a positive impact as well. Mm -hmm. That's so cool. And it's so true. Like kind of taking a step back, you said you worked on your mindset in the beginning, right? And we all know the cliche, before you can help others, you got to help yourself. You got to be selfish before you can be selfless. And I find that so true. And especially in your point, you, you spend all this time working on your mindset, getting this wisdom from other entrepreneurs, reading books, watching YouTube videos, what have you, and gaining all this knowledge because the only way you can teach others and then help others is if you know it yourself, right? I see so many people online saying things, talking about keto when they're not like really that educated in it. You have to work on your mindset. You have to work on yourself. You have to be healthy and you have to know how to solve a problem. And chances are, like you said, you've solved the problem already. You have knowledge in an area that someone else doesn't, that someone else would like to gain, right? I don't know how to make a cake, <laughs> you know, I, like, and there's lots of people who love to make it. My sister is one of them. She's an amazing, amazing baker. And I ch keep trying to get her to <laughs> tell, uh, like teach how to make these amazing cakes. And, and she just very knowledgeable in that area as an example. But to your point, yeah, it, it, it's so true that everything is coming online. And I think more and more people are realizing that in this situation. And I've, triple down on my podcast since um, the quarantine happened. You know, I, I'm not commuting two hours every day. So I'm taking those two hours to to podcast with people like yourself. And it's amazing what you can do and how much positivity you can get out of uh, situations like this. 
hundred percent. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. And I think another important thing to re- realize is you don't need to reinvent the wheel. There's so many different proven business models you can just plug into where you don't need an original idea. You just need the grit. And like, that was network marketing for me was the business models laid out the products there. You don't have to deal with anything. All it is, is just bringing on customers and uh, sharing the vision. And there's opportunities like that, that I love to share with people. There's, I was, I'm learning about click funnels right now. And you know, you're learning, you're like, all right, what kind of product could I get in this? And so you could literally become an affiliate of someone else's product and build a click funnel. Like there's just so many ways to make it happen without an original idea as well. I, I just like, I don't know. There, there's just so much you can do, man. There really is. <laughs> I could go on forever. Yeah. Um, two more questions, I think, and then we can probably uh, close it off because I think we've touched on so many s- subjects and you're right. Yeah. I could talk for hours about this, right? But two questions. You're talking about ClickFunnels. You're talking about all these things and some people might know what you're saying. Some people might not. How do you find all this information? Where do you go to get this knowledge? And I think I know your answer, but I, I want to ask how you educate yourself in, in all areas of business. Yeah, absolutely. Well, ClickFunnels specifically, Russell Brunson's, the, is that who, who you thought it would come from? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know what's so funny? I started learning about ClickFunnels because of his ClickFunnels, of be, like his advertisements popping up and, and getting into them. And I don't use them for my network marketing business, but all this knowledge, guys, experience is huge. And I, a big motto I go by is leaders are readers. And I read probably like two hours every single day. Personal development is what I love to consume and just work on my mindset. But all this stuff is out there. And for, for my industry, network marketing, a lot of times you might get recruited by someone. It's funny because my upline and my leader, who's my mom's best friend, actually sought out our company and wasn't recruited by anyone and went and found the opportunity. And she's made millions of dollars now with the opportunity, mm. which is crazy. Uh, but there's opportunities out there. You just need to make the decision to, to start looking for them. And then once you're open to them and you're, you're looking to attract opportunities, it's up to you to identify them. And then as you go, like you meet people who teach you awesome things. Like it's so cool being on this podcast because I'm learning from you. And mm-hmm. y- y- as you go down this process and down this journey, you start picking up books that make you think a little bit differently. And that leads you to maybe a seminar or maybe an online course. And it all just keeps directing you down this route of, like we said before, success is a journey. And on the way, in my opinion, it's all about just figuring out a way to um, fulfill your unlimited potential. And mm-hmm. it's, it's just so cool how it unfolds. And at this point, like age 26 right now, I'm almost 27 in a couple of months, but I almost forgot how old I am, man. That's how, that's how busy we've been. <laughs> You're so wise. You're so wise. <laughs> but yeah, it's just like, I, you know, at age 18, I probably never would envision that I am where I am today, but mm. it starts with those, making those decisions. I'm going to become successful. I'm never going to have to worry about finances. The right opportunities start attracting to your life. It's up to you to identify them and take advantage of them. So that's really it. And there's no specific route or I think black and white path that you're supposed to take. I just think it's your own personal journey and the right things are going to come in your life at the right time. And it's just up to you to identify them and take advantage of them and just Mm -hmm. keep building from them. Yeah. I love that. And the only way to identify them is you have to know yourself, figure out who you are and what you, what your interests are. Cause the chances are you're interested in it and you geek out on it, whether it's video games, whether it's content, whether it's sports, 
figure out who you are, build that self-awareness, like you said, identify those opportunities. And I say this in content creation. I say, if you're a business owner and you don't know what to create, this is a very typical thing, look for questions. What are people asking about your industry? And because you're knowledgeable in that industry, so answer those questions. Look at forums, look at LinkedIn, look at social media, look at Twitter. Twitter is an amazing place for look for questions. For this is for business owners and for you know entrepreneurs and personal brands. Look out for the problems, the questions that people have, and how can you answer it, right? I couldn't I couldn't agree more with you. I can't disagree with you. I'm trying to find <laughs> something and I can't. So <laughs> What are your, John, thank you so much for coming on. What are your kind of final thoughts? We talked about a lot of things, talk about mindset, talk about entrepreneurship, talk about drive and passion and how to, you know, determine who you are and, and where to go in this crazy epidemic that we're living in right now, right? And seizing opportunities. We talked about a lot of things. What are kind of your final thoughts and, and kind of closing remarks of this podcast, uh, what you want to tell the people listening, and then end us off with uh, how to find you, how to connect with you, and where we can get your book? Yeah, 100%. Well, there's one big thing I've been stuck on, and I'll, get to, I'll, I'll do this like a two-part final thought. So the first cool. one is along this journey, there's so many different reasons that might motivate you to get started or your initial intentions and what i found along the journey is it's just so important to find gratitude in the present moment like just find gratitude in the smallest things it could be that you're you're like one thing i have all my fingers i'm able to use my hands i have good health i have access to food i have a, a house to live in and it could be the bigger things it could be like your success whatever but always take a moment to find gratitude in the present moment mm. because you're never, there's always a next level to get to. And if you don't take time in that present moment to be grateful for what you have, you're never going to be fulfilled. So mm -hmm. that's one of the most important things I learned along the way. And then so true. So well, true. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, the second thing, which has been more like a big revelation recently because of what's going on is guys, the only moment you have control over is the present moment. So stop putting things off and take action. Now I want you to think about Say you have a health goal, you have a goal to start a business. Think about in six months from now, if you take action today, what would be the best possible scenario? And what would that look like if everything unfolded exactly how it should? Then I want you to think about, okay, you have this health goal or you have a business you want to start today and you say you're going to start tomorrow and you keep putting it off and you keep putting it off. And then in six months from now, what will that look and feel like? And I ask everyone this question because what happens is after that time passes and it'll pass like that, like mm -hmm. we're a third of the way through 2020 already. It feels like yesterday was new year's Eve and you know, people have these goals and you don't take action. You put it off. What happens is the time is going to pass and then you're going to be full of regret and feel even worse about yourself because you never actually did anything. So you have an idea. Don't worry about the failure. Don't worry about what other people's opinions are. Start today because you're going to thank yourself in six mm -hmm. months from now, a year from now, three mm -hmm. years, five years. So I think that's so important for people to understand is that all of this began by making the decision to start. And that's really all it is. What a great way to close, to yeah. end us off. Damn. Love yeah, it. Yeah. Honestly, gratitude and regret. Those are two huge things. You don't want to wind up being 80 years old, looking back at your life and thinking, damn, I should have just started. Mm -hmm. John, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate you, man. Uh, I love what you're doing. Uh, tell us how we can get a hold of you. Where can we find you on social media? And where can we get your book? 
Yeah, absolutely. So I'm most active on Instagram. It's at John Stankowitz. And my book is available on Amazon. You can also get it on my website, beyondtheclassroombook.com. And if you guys get a copy, shoot me a message. I love to have conversations, love to hear people's feedbacks and just love connecting with new people. So this was awesome, Kyler. Thank you for the opportunity to hop on and you're going to crush it with this podcast, man. I love your message and everything (laughs) you're doing. Thank you, brother. I'll put all your uh, contact information, your Instagram handle and your website, you know, somewhere in the description. And John, thank you for coming on, man. It was a real pleasure to get to know you and learn more about your story. And you kind of pumped me. I'm ready to get back to my day and, uh, you know, just crush it. (laughs) Let's get it, man. Let's get it. All right, man. We're signing off. Thank you so much for listening. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to this incredible episode with John Stankowitz. It really means a lot that you listened all the way through. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And if I could ask for anything in return, it would be to share this episode. This episode was an incredible one that John and I had um, some time ago and it would mean the world to both of us if you were to share this episode with someone that you know who can really benefit from it, someone that you know who wants to make their life a reality, who may be not satisfied in their day job, who needs to get this wake-up call to take action and to make their life a reality, the life they want a reality. And that's what this podcast is all about. It's learning how to make shit happen. (laughs) and learning how to make your life a reality. So again, it would mean the world to me if you shared this. And if you wrote some comments, let me know what your thoughts are. Let me know how I can improve this audio experience and what I can do better. Always helpful. So thank you so much in advance for that. And I hope you guys have an amazing rest of your week. I will see you next Monday.